Yeah. Jim, you've been a big proponent of DeFi and everything as well. Um, has anything changed in your thinking or what's your updated thinking, I should say? Yeah, there's, there's been a lot that's changed. You know, um, in the previous panel, when we were talking about in macro and I made the comments, Jay Powell wants to break the Fed put. You could see it in a lot of the, the meme stocks and crypto that they became completely out of control with their speculation and they're blowing up really badly. Uh, Ed Chancellor just wrote a book called The Price of Time, and it's a history of interest rates going back thousands of years. And one of the interesting things about the book was a lot of people didn't realize, I certainly didn't until I read the book, we actually invented lending and banking first as a civilization. And then we realized we needed a more efficient medium of exchange, so then we invented money. But lending and banking came first. The crypto market did it the other way. They first invented their money. They invented Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then they, and then they said, okay, now we need a tool to do something with it, and they tried to invent DeFi. And I think that going that way, by inventing the money first, they encouraged way too much speculation. And now we're blowing up a lot of these uh, cryptos, and we're hopefully going to come back to a new financial system without all of the casino aspects of it and try and rebuild it. Getting back to this excess speculation, I think it, it bothered Paul, it, and it should have, because there was a lot. And do we have it today? Yes, we do, in a big way. And we have it in the options market. As late as November, they finally started issuing daily options. There's options every day that are that open in the New York Stock Exchange, and they wind up uh, maturing at the close that day. That is nearly, they call them zero DTE, zero days to expiration. That is nearly half the volume in the options market right now. It's people trading options that expire in a few hours. <laughs> and it is the new meme stock or crypto, and it's all in the same names that we all love, you know, the, the FANG stocks and some of the other high flyers as well. And it's all the same thing. It's all this degen, short for degenerate gambling, and that's why I think that we're not past this yet. We're in the process of bringing the excess speculation out. We've, we've done great damage and get, or done a lot to get rid of the excess speculation in crypto. Maybe we'll get back to DeFi. We're doing a lot in getting rid of the speculation in things like ARK and Tesla. And there's a little bit more to do. But we're not all the way there yet. We've still got this massive amount of casino mentality. I used to say to myself, you know, why did everybody get so upset of saying Bankman Freed? What did he do? He, he shined a light on what we all do. We all just massively, we can't tell the difference between the corner broad and wall in Vegas at this point. And that's kind of the way that we treat these markets. And I, like I said, I think a lot of that was stimmy checks. I think a lot of that was the Fed's got your back, that you can't go wrong by doing this because either the market will go up or the Fed will make it go up. And that mentality is is coming out of the market but we're not all the way there but the market i mean in a year when REITs were down 20 percent your town chicago their municipal pensions said that their real estate privately got 10 percent on the upside there's just a little 30 percent delta there yeah they make up the numbers just like the fed makes up the numbers <laughs> as well too Touché, Jim. yeah exactly well, if i could uh, riff on something that uh, dave said about being interest rates uh, one of the tighter correlations, what we saw in the last year, is you can calculate a duration on stocks. And a lot of it has to do with the expected earnings. 
So high growth stocks, you know, they don't make money now, but they're expected somewhere in the future to make money. And as interest rates go up and you discount back that future gain that your clean energy or whatever hot moment you're taking becomes worthless. And so you saw like the non-profitable tech, the ARC stocks and all that all got crushed. And that I think comes back to interest rates that as interest rates went up, a lot of these growth stocks get crushed and the value stocks do better. If we get to a period where interest rates plummet and the economy starts to recover, then all of these speculative assets that have this promise that they're going to pay big in the future become worth more. So don't discount the idea that, you know, I've been as critical as anybody, you know, saying that the market acts like a junkie for cheap money and it wants bad news is good news because bad news means a pivot and it's going to rally and good news means no pivot and it goes down. There's a certain logic to that. It doesn't mean it's correct, but there is a certain logic there because of the duration of, uh, of stocks or the duration of, of earnings. And it all comes back to the discount rate, which is market-based interest rates. You know, if you break down the world, you know, and talking about the world every January, um, you take the Morgan Stanley or the MSCI, excuse me, uh, all world index, you could break it down into US, not US. Not US is same price it was 20 years ago. It has done nothing outside the US for 20 years. That's why Charles every week is so excited right. because it hasn't done anything. It's you know, exactly. One day we're going to we're going to hit it with the paddles and the pulse is going to start again, you know. Uh, but yes, it is it is definitely due, but the rest of the world has been an awful place to have your money for the last 20 years. And then you look at the US and it's done like this and it gets everybody worried. You know, mean reversion in, in investing is a very, very powerful concept that usually winds up bankrupting more people than it actually winds up being uh, uh, successful with. It works, mean reversion. The problem is you never know what the mean is you're reverting to. Okay. You know, so that's, the little, that's the little detail we forget about. We really want to know what a world without a Fed put looks like. Mm -hmm. We really, really want to go there. Yeah, you might, very well might be. If you want to look at the world less US, no movement for 22 years, that's a world that didn't have a Fed put. Exactly. So um, to round this out, let's do something I'll call free asset allocation advice. So something we get from all of our clients. And uh, I'll just start with you, Rosie. How do you weight those things you just said? Um, what do you think is a kind of optimal allocation? You got to set it and forget it. We're going to revisit it next year. Um, and we're going to look at it. What does it look like to you? You mean for the coming year? Like Yeah, you can't touch it. It's Rip Van Winkle. Go to sleep. We'll wake up and we'll look at it. Well, I, the good news is we can measure it, so we're going to hold you all accountable. Funny. Well, I, I'm trying to get, get to the cut to the chase. You're talking stocks, bonds, cash. That's Whatever you want. You can, you can put any mix of any financial assets together. What does it look like? It has to. I'm just kidding. Jim, same question to you. Yeah, yeah hopefully you're burying them in the backyard, too. No, they're, they're in the vault. It's okay. It's great. It's a. It's a great the backyard might not be so safe if you know my if you, if you know my neighbors. Gold is an amazing investment. Human all throughout human activity, we dig it up out of the ground to bury it back into the ground. Right? You know, it's all we ever do. By definition, GDP, right? Digging a hole and filling it back in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm viewing the question a little differently. Just some ideas, and and the ideas that I have are more on the uh, uh, on the fixed income side. Uh, I'm having a hard time separating duration from the curve. I think they're kind of the same trade. 
And I like the curve trade better because I've got two ways to win versus duration. I've got one way to win. What I mean by that is I want to play the steepener in a big way. Uh, and uh, I'm going to win. Short term yes. Uh, and so I'm going to win either because the economy craps out, the Fed has to cut rates, down come short rates, and you get my steepener. Yep. Or I'm going to win because the economy hangs in there. And Paul and Neil Kashkari are right. They're going to five and a half and they're going to stay there all year. Then the bear market in bonds isn't over. We're going to go back through 440 on the 10 year. And that should probably steepen the curve from the deep inversion as bonds start to come up, realizing that maybe five is a longer way. I'm saying there's two ways to win on that trade as opposed to the duration trade. So give me 50% of the curve steepener um, on that trade. I like your gold trade. Uh, I do think that gold is finally starting to move. I completely agree with Rosie that gold has been suffering at the hands of the other safe way to invest. And that was lose 90% in crypto. And now that everybody's got done with that, we're going to go back to the more traditional way of saving gold. So I'll put 25% um, of it in gold uh, as well. And finally, I'm not as completely sold on the idea that you, um, the bear market bonds is over. I think it will end in 23. But it, but it still think that we've still got a little bit more pain probably in the first half to come. Second half might be a different story. Uh, so I'm going to come back to something I said earlier. I want to play short duration um, equities. I want to play any value-oriented stock that's making a lot of money now. Uh, that's where I want to be now. The growth stocks phase will come later when interest rates are coming down and the economy is recovering. But that's not that's the earliest second half of 23, maybe 24.